0: Welcome to season three of Voices of Value, where Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos continue their conversations with high achieving guests who share their personal stories and more importantly, the lessons they've learned from their journey. Whether it's Olympians sharing the roadmap that took them to a gold medal, professional sports people taking you inside their mindset, business leaders revealing their success strategies or everyday people sharing life hacks, you can be sure you'll find value simply by joining the discussion with your hosts, Peter and Rick. Voices of Value, it's Rick Rushton
1: here with my good friend Peter Kakos for our first instalment of Voices of Value for 2021. Pete, it's been a bit of a hiatus, but we're back. Yeah, we are, Rick. Where the hell have you been? Well, I've been hard to catch. (laughs) I've been sort of living the farming life and we thought we would basically just make sure we are giving quality with our interviews in 2021. Haven't we lined up some beauties and some great ones? Already in the can, did you like that official podcasting terminology in the can? I love that, love that. And we've got some great sort of insights and some great life hacks as you'd like to call them coming forward, but I think it's not a bad time to start talking, we're in autumn now and certainly in terms of the Southern Hemisphere anyway, we've uh, seen a lot go on over that last sort of uh, period of 2020, what a massive year and uh, even in 21 for those listeners in Melbourne, of course we even had a mini circuit breaker which was interesting, so just (laughs) when you thought we were out they pulled us back in and uh, yet... Semi so loss kept on going, and uh, it's interesting to get to this
2: point of the year. A bit of a slippery slope we've been on, um, shall we say? But look, it's 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 really interesting talking to people and how people have adapted and changed, yep. and uh, and that was, I mean, gr- a lot of a whole lot of growth happened. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, it's on interesting the, on the back of these lockdowns for sure.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to see where the experts said things were going to go from the real estate market, the financial markets, and yet, you know, as we go to air, the uh, latest numbers out of the Treasury suggest that Australia is leading the world with its recovery. And I think we're seeing that across the areas and the arenas we play in, whether that be the real estate marketplace, whether that be, you know, I get the great fortune of working with a few different industries and, you know, seeing car markets just going off. And you've just bought yourself new wheels, which I thought was pretty smart. I don't know who scratched it on the way up here today, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, Hopefully that's not going still under warranty, isn't it, is what I could tell. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, market uh, for new cars and, you know, that sort of stuff is going through. So it's been an interesting start to the year already and uh, very clear that for those who are making the best of this situation, they're certainly well-placed
2: to take full advantage of this momentum we're in. Mm. So it's all about – it has been all about choices and, and and how we adapt and how we change and how we view things as well. And. I think it's been a really important time to continually surround yourself with positivity. Yep. Uh, with so much negativity going on around the world and and and, and within our own sort of country but gee it's just it's, it's it's resilience is the word that comes to mind straight away. It's that resilience of um of the Australian public and 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 being able to sort of bounce back and that that factor is being um, quite amazing, you know. It's interesting the sooner you make a choice the sooner you can make an adjustment and I think people have made some some really tough choices, um, and they've, they've adapted.
1: Yeah, and I think you know we're we're now talking in the month of March together. And if you think back just a few short months ago, there would have been sort of at a, a minute before midnight, there would have been all these New Year's resolutions where people thought, "I'm going to get this is the year where I'm going to be," at, you know, "I'm going to maybe cut down on alcohol and I'm going to reduce my weight and I'm going to get fitter and I'm going to." They're stating preferences. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. And yet, how many of those would have been broached and broken before the end of? January this year, let alone as we are now coming into that sort of second half of March that, you know, I think it's Tim Ferriss has got uh, a great quote. He talks about how life rewards the absolute specific ask and it absolutely hammers the vague wish. And I think a lot of people have got this sort of hope that the year will pan out the way they want it to. And there's some uncertainty. But I think we've got to give ourselves the certainty that maybe governments can't give in. Yeah, at the moment with vaccine rollouts and you know potential with JobKeeper mm. coming off later this month and JobSeeker being repelled back and you know there's still a lot of challenges ahead of us as we come off the warmer sort of months and head into to winter. So thank goodness for the
2: vaccine, leave, well, that even that's got some issues, hasn't it? So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's interesting once we start to focus on what we can control. That's when that's when shift really happens, and yep. we've spoken about that a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Um, blame, excuse, deny. There was a whole lot of that. If we go back, it was nearly 12 months to the day. Yeah, as we sit here when uh, when the first lockdown happened, and when when everything was so prevalent and and foreign and new to Mm. us, and uh, now it's uh, it's only twelve short months. that have gone by and, gee, hasn't there some shifts that, that had to be made? So what are some of the things you did, mate, from a perspective,
1: because you obviously run a group and, you know, you've got people underneath you, so it's you're also a producer and when you're a producer, you're wearing many hats. A producer, you're obviously a, a leader, you're uh, innovating in your industry. Um, you know, on top of that, you're a little thing called, oh, I don't know, a husband, a father, there's lots <laughs> going on in your world. What were some of the things you did that got you, not just through that sort of challenging period, especially when we went into two like Downs in Melbourne, but what were some of the things you were doing that just got you to this place right now, where you are in a, a pretty strong momentum stage in your business and personal life?
2: Well, our particular business went went through you know a lot of highs and lows. There's no doubt about that. Has it been tough? It has been incredibly tough, incredibly challenging. And uh, you know, I'm just very fortunate. Like continually surround myself with with, with good people, um, good words of wisdom. Because you know, as I say, we say mi- misery loves company, yep. and that was uh, if you're looking for that, that was very easy to find. That so you had to dig a whole lot deeper and um, and let go of some people, and then other people come into your life and um, new people and so forth, and, and, and just different viewpoints, different different mindsets. Um, you know, it's it's quite amazing. But if your values are a very set no matter what the conditions are in the world or around us. If your values, if, if they're true and congruent and you are congruent to them, then then things just continually go. And you adapt, as I said before, you adapt and you make changes. Not everyone's going to get that. And, and and Rick, one of the best things that you said to me, that was um, I, I was struggling to understand a certain thing. And you said to me, you know, stop putting your value value set into someone else's mindset. Uh, was that how it went?
1: Well, it's very hard to put what we value into the minds of others when we're judging people on, you know, if that was me, I would never react that way or if mm. that was me, I would never say that. And, you know, basically my view on that is, is that we can't put our values base into someone else's headspace. It just doesn't work that way. If you're going to quote me, mate, let's just quote <laughs> right. I mean, it's, you know, I do a lot of work on my quotes.
2: But I, like I like many others, um, have spent a whole lot more time with with, with family, with yep. um, with them and the kids, and that's been that's been. Unbelievable, especially given you know when you've got a, a five, nearly six-year-old and, a, and an eight-year-old. It's been it's been a, a quite an amazing time to spend a whole lot, whole lot more time with them, which has been great as as I know a lot of other people have. And you know we can we can focus on the fact that we can't travel in in terms of overseas travel and so forth. So we need to. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not going to sit here and go, oh, gee, I wish I was in Greece right now because <laughs> do I wish I was in Greece? Hell yeah. You know, like, um, I wish I was in Spain. We had, you know, Majorca booked and all that sort of stuff. But but you know what? Spending spending time in the backyard wasn't a bad thing mm-hmm. or in, in country Victoria or wherever it may be. It was just appreciation of of what you have around. And I think it was a... And we're gonna yeah use a few cliches today because it's hard not to. But it really was a a, a very good reset. Yep. Uh, in terms of in terms of life and 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 appreciation, um, to for uh, you know a lot better com- appreciation for those that are around us and and what we have and not taking things for granted as well. Mm. And that comes from a um a home front and that also comes from a work front as well. I
1: love it. Yeah. You know, and if someone you know you're walking along with a cup of coffee and someone bumps you and the coffee spills out and you say why did the coffee spill out? The easy answer is to say because you got bumped, but I think really the better answer is to say no, because I had coffee in there. Whatever I put in is going to spill out. So if I'm going to have caffeine, if I'm going to have nicotine, if I'm going to have some sort of external substance to make me feel good, that's what's going to pop out when I get bumped, when life challenges me. So you know, I think the, as you say, the more organic things, the simple things, yeah, <laughs> again, cliches, but we know that the simple things don't cost a lot. You don't have to have your passport for them. You can sort of reintroduce yourself to find out what Ollie's favourite subject at school might be or who her best friend is or, you know, Mm. to talk to, you know, our listeners who have been with us from day one know that you actually are the father of a Spider-Man. So to understand (laughs) what number one son loves and things of that nature is really kind of interesting and you know I've enjoyed sort of finishing my day starting quite early on zoom but finishing it early enough too and with daylight savings it leaves you a whole heap of time to get out and about and enjoy the outdoors and you know a good friend Paul McGee who's been hammering us to get back on the air because he's looking for new material to listen to as he goes walking cheerio Paul as you are walking through the wonderful sights of Warrington which he posts on uh, Facebook page. it's like the travel log of Warrington it's unbelievable he's got yeah. ducks and cows and photos of
2: bloody nature. It's unbelievable. I yeah, don't appreciate the um, the uh, comments being made about Liverpool, Liverpool though. It's, that's, that's hurtful. Yeah. Hurtful. Um, I hate the know. words
1: that he puts Liverpool and regu- relegation in the same sense. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's no, not it's, helpful, that's not it? fair. It's not, not, no, it's not, fair, not helpful reigning champions, I think, should be what, <laughs> what comes
2: up there. I'm going to start on Wigan. but It <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't even be a town. Anyway, <laughs> that's, uh, that's another story. But, uh, but I, I just I, – I think for me it was making a decision not to be – you know – I'd hate to think that those 12 months that we've just gone through, mm. and, and who knows how long this is, this is yeah. going to go for now, but particularly here in Australia, those 12 months, that wasn't going to be the 12 months that defined us. That wasn't going to be who it is. It, it, yep. it was a nice little awakening, a little, um, a little needle prick, if you like. Um, you know, that, it gave us an opportunity to have a look at, I think, our habits. Yep. And when I talk about habits, I'm talking about our, our, our health. Our um, social habits, our learning habits, all, all those, all those habits, and, and looking at what our inputs were as, to, as opposed to what our outputs are. Now, our inputs in terms of what, what we're listening to, who we're, who we're surrounding time with, who we're actually taking advice and, um, I guess, our learnings from. Because mm. it's certainly not the media. No. I mean, it's uh, that's that's pretty pretty crazy to yep. actually think that that would be where you would be. You would seek all this information, but it's a wonderful chance to expand our own minds and have a look at the words of wisdoms of of, of, of great people that that are in our lives or, or, or just picking up a book or listening to an audible or whatever that may be. Um, you know, a mate of mine just said to me last week, he goes, there's really no excuse for not getting fit last year, was there? Yeah, that's right. And, and was, it sort of took me a little bit by surprise. I said, he goes, well, everyone had time. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Why, why aren't you fit or why haven't you been running, why haven't you been in the gym or, or whatever it may be? And it's like, oh, I just don't have the time. Well, you know, you had the time last mm. year Question is, did you do it? Mm.
1: And that gets down to a decision, doesn't it? And I think, you know, on these episodes over the past we've had some great thought leaders share great wisdom along the lines of first you make your decisions then your decisions make you first you make your choices then those choices make you and your environment to a degree but I think you're right I think it's it's been an interesting sort of learning year and you know from that standpoint I, I don't think it'll go back to re- regular programming resumed I think you're going to find that yeah. there's going to be a bit more balance between working in and from an office as opposed to working from your home office and You know, from those particular things, I think you're going to see a a change of flow into the workspace, workplace, Um, but I think so long as the outputs, you know, what most employers want from their employees, I don't think they're going to worry too much whether they're showing up, fronting up you know, being in their cubicle or being in the office as much as the outcomes they can produce. So I think there's some exciting things there. But, but that's you... but but touching
2: on that, that's yep. an adjustment though. Yeah. That's a, that's a massive adjustment for let's call it old school thinking mm. that you need to be there. You need to be in the office at yeah, 8.30, right. you need to be here till 6.30, you need to be pounding away and whatever it may be. Yeah. Now um, – but it's also, and in fairness to business owners, yeah, that is a frustration. You adapt, you know, the, you know, adaptation needs to take place in terms of that. Yeah. But for the individual, for the um, for the employees, it's gonna it's a real test because mm. you know you 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 could work from home and you're forced to work from home and you you got by, but the question is going to be for these people: it, Are you most productive? Is mm. that your most productive environment? Yeah. Because or is it just an easy environment now? And that's going to be the real differentiation. Yeah, I think that and that gets down to personal
1: you know, accountability, personal discipline, and all the things that we would but like most to Most people aren't, though, are they? Yeah, well, that's true, because mm. as we say, if that was the case, then New Year's resolutions wouldn't even be a terminology or a phraseology. We all know what they are. They're people stating preferences. I'd like to have more fitness. I'd like to have more production. I'd like to be more disciplined. I'd like to be closer to my kids. I'd like to have a deeper relationship with my spouse and partner. But, you know, they're all, as we said earlier, they're all preferences. What are we doing to sort of bring those things into fruition, which I think is an important mm. sort of thing? So that's personal discipline
2: so Rick you've been you've been doing a hell lot of zooms I mean, yes. uh, I mean it's <laughs> cheap as every every day yep you've got your back to back to back to back to back to back yes what is it that you're well, I mean what's the thing that most people are craving at the moment in terms of um, um, seeking your knowledge on? Oh, I think, well, I've done a few in rooms actually.
1: I did an in room this morning before sort of doing What, well, where you can p- like touch people? Yeah, where
2: you can actually have a
1: conversation <laughs> and you don't have to say – You can look at their eyeballs? Yeah, you have to take yourself off off mute. I need to have a conversation with you. In fact, what I found people is there's a real thirst for that human interaction and people are very keen to to just know how to cut through and maybe – Uh, put some words around their current thinking because it's a little bit different from what it once was. So how do I articulate, you know, what is my value proposition in the marketplace while I'm in the marketplace and knowing that the rules of engagement have changed? But the opposite, I think the absolute essence of what we've always tried to do in business is still the same. It's rapport that opens more doors, everyone knows that. The ability to do that online versus in person, we already know the challenges on that standpoint. But I think the the, the big thing that people are looking for right now is certainty in uncertain times. So Mm -hmm. how do we give ourselves certainty first and then how do we communicate that with everybody else and so you know that's probably the one thing I'm being asked to to sort of help coach on whether it be in the real estate industry the motor car trade industry or whatever it's how do we give certainty in uncertain times and I think it really starts with giving it to ourselves first and if we believe that we have got some offering of value and we know how to communicate that 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 helps sort of dramatically so that would be my sort of number one request from people at the moment is how do we package in words what our value offering is in theory and make sure that it actually cuts through all of the the noise and make sure that people sort of really take it on board and appreciate it
2: Mm. that certainty is a big one isn't it i mean it with our tony robbins stuff that we've done it's one of the it's one of the human needs it's the most important human need and and that's probably what it is what through every everything sort of up in the air um last year for so many people when they didn't have that certainty uh they people reacted in, in in various sort of ways because they um they needed that so I think now, and, and and a lot of people have asked me this, and the real estate market in Australia is is, is as hot as it's ever been. Cool. Certainly, in my yep. twenty seven years, in your fifty eight years, <laughs> it's um it's as hot <laughs> as it has ever been. But you know, and, and it's and people said to me, "Why do you think that is?" Well, is it? It's the perfect storm because mm. interest rates are incredibly low, yeah, incredibly low, and yeah. um, but but importantly, that people are realizing that their home is their haven, and they're nesting, they need to nest again, mm-hmm. they need to get that certainty and that's where people are looking to – that's why the rental market's not performing as well because the first home buyer market is probably the busiest and, yep. and, and, and market that's grown um, more than any other uh, market segment because people are saying, you know what, I don't want to be – I want my own space and if something like that happens again, I'm, that's where I am and mm-hmm. I'm looking at my 5K radius and I'm looking mm-hmm. at all the lifestyle sort of choices. You know, down in the peninsula here in Melbourne, it's um, – Properties are selling within two to three days yep. if they're allowed to. Otherwise, they'll, they'll you know, if, if the owner's willing to let them go in two to three days, they'll be selling, you know, literally like that. So there is so much happening, but people are looking for that certainty, and that's it, it is that perfect storm and people people are wanting to to settle back into that uh an environment that that works for their family and if they're working from home they they need that space they need that second living space the extra bedroom or whatever that case may be and that's why you're finding there's a lot of movement but there's a whole lot of confidence that comes back with that as well as things come back bit by bit piece yep. by piece yep. and uh Once again, it's just just so it just brings a smile to your face, just the resilience that that so many have shown. And and the heart goes out for those some some, it's been so tough. Yeah, we talk
1: about that a lot. We lost Mm. a lot of good people along the way. There's a lot of businesses that have sort of had to you know shut up shop and uh, once job keeper rolls off at the end of this month you know who knows what that might impact on those that have been hanging on and we just hope and wish that um, you know there would be uh, smooth sailing for everybody but we know that's not the reality so you know but real estate like life is it, it's a marathon it's an endurance test isn't it and those yeah. that can hang in longer sometimes you know you just have to hang in a little bit longer than, than maybe the circumstances dictate and uh, the rewards are, are there but
2: uh, and that's where the, the long-term versus the short-term thinking yeah it's um it's very easy to think short term. Like, oh, what's going on next? Yes, and, right. <laughs> and and then it's almost like living in fear a little bit. It's like, oh, what's yep. what's and, and it was. You picked up the phone and 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 uh, and then a uh, um Apple news comes on and it's like, okay, there's no cases. There's two cases. Whatever mm. you live by that, and you are you are really living living a lot in fear. Mm. Um and, and and some that that is still the case. Yeah. But what we would encourage is is that those five year plans and that long term thinking is like. Like what can you start today? What you know, what seeds can you be planting today yep. in terms of making that significant difference in um and, and 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 not in not in one or two months. It's it's like, you know, still building for the future, three, four, five years. And I think we need those long term sort of goals to get us over
1: the short term challenges because you know if you can hang in long enough, it will balance out and you will get to the end re- end game as long as you've got one going long enough. We've got to play the long game, there's no questions about that. But I think you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about scarcity at the moment, you know, um, people just saying there's no stock on the real estate market, you know, so I, have got no doubts that the agent could get me a great price. I just don't know where we would, you know, how would we move on from here type thing. And it's really interesting to hear that, uh, in the motor car trade, it's like, you know, they are just getting smashed at the moment because no, 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 um, you know, really big surprise as to why no one wants to jump on public transport at the moment they're a bit concerned about maybe you know being in the same sort of carriage or the same tram or the same sort of bus as a super spreader so they're worried about that so they want to control their own sort of destiny so and we're starting to see melbourne roads really start to you know block back into that sort of pre-covid sort of you know traffic jams aren't we so yeah um but what are you sort of coaching your teams about when they're with those particular prospects who are saying, yeah, we can see that the mark's on the move. We just can't see where we would move to next. What are you coaching there? How, how are you getting them sort of
2: thinking about forward projection anyway? I don't think it's anything new than, than, than going back, you know, many, many years ago. It's, um, it's getting the guys and girls focused on destination selling. It's yep. it's really it's working a whole lot harder on, on where's that person going to be yep. because all well, I ain't going to move. And, and if it all gets too busy and too hard, all well, they just won't move. But, This is your time to shine um, as an agent in the agent world and – really get out there and get on the hunt you know there's people that i i know that haven't been door knocking in 10 years (laughs) that are now door knocking again and guess what they're having success yeah and so all of a sudden it's like well if you get me the right sort of price or if you can find me somewhere to go i'll go used to be the conversation of like the only way i'll get out of this house is if you carry me out in a box you know now it's like well what would i sell i've got nowhere to go what if i found you somewhere to go oh well well, then
1: then we consider it yeah okay
2: so where would you go
1: yeah
2: okay great well Oh, well, now I know where to go. Would you, would you circle this area here? What sort of home are you looking for? Yeah. Just get more fascinated and intent on, on on where that destination is going to Lovely. be for that seller, uh, potential seller. And then it is – this game is I, – I put up a slide quite often with our team of, of dominoes. Yeah. And it's just – it is such a game of dominoes, yep. real estate. It's like one falls and it's like, okay, yep. then I'm going, then I'm going, then I'm going, then I'm going. And you're literally – shaping and and life's changing in front of you because people are doing – those subtle moves.
1: There's no doubt that a lot of the agents I'm, I'm sort of coaching, Pete, they're, they're one move away from moving three or four deals. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Isn't? So if we can just exactly get, right. you know, buyer A to commit to, you know, seller B's price point that affects, you know, two or three other deals down the line. It's really quite amazing how quickly that all is. I think dialogue's also very important in this and it's, you know, I don't think you are sort of, yeah uh, you know, and one of these slides that, that I love of yours is that, you know, this is not a market for small talk. It's big conversations mm. and it's, you know, the big conversations is so I wouldn't be having small talk with a prospect. I'd be ringing them and saying, so how are you keeping up with the vibrant results that the market's doing at the moment? And what are we saying by even just that question? We're actually suggesting that the market's very vibrant. So if they say, yeah, we're noticing boards go up and get you know, get down really quickly. And and, and the agent can then follow up and say, well, that, that's the ones you're actually seeing. You, you'd be staggered how many we're actually selling without the neighbours even know that they've mm. they're, they uh, got a sale on their street because the demand is there where we're just playing a bit of buy, swap and sell. We're just moving people... Around around like a shell game and you know someone's you know downsizing someone's looking to upgrade i love that i love
2: that terminology vibrant because when you use hot market and so many people say it's a hot market how are you coping with a hot market hot market tells people i don't want to get in yeah or i don't want to get out i'm just and you you almost freeze when it's a hot market in some situations unless there's an absolute absolute red hot need to buy or move um, so vibrant just tells you, Hey, it's, it's it's actually just having when you heard you say that and he's go, Yeah, that actually sounds yeah. That actually sounds really good. That's something I want to be a part of, something that's vibrant. Yeah. Something that's too hot, it's like, whoa, I don't yeah, know. So- <laughs> Should I, shouldn't I? Should we get in now? Should we not? I don't want to get burnt. What happens when it's hot? Yeah. You get burnt. Yeah. What yeah. happens when it's vibrant? You just move in and
1: – Yeah, well, vibrant's an energy and we all know that, that you know energy really is one of the big selling features for anyone who's in professional selling. We're going to have to have that sort of standpoint. But I think the other thing too is I think – no one wants to be sold to in this day and age. They all want to be sort of, you know, worked with. So if we can actually have that yeah, conversation uh, rather than sort of try and sell them into coming to the market or sell them into a, a new home, work with them.
2: Oh, that's so true. Look and and been on that hunt for a car for the past two or three yep. um two or three months. You it's have. been a one car family. You know, yeah, it started off it was okay. great. It was exciting. Yep. It was look at this, we're saving money. Yeah. Ended up being uh, it's a bit it was a little bit hard. But yep. anyway, but Listening to sales people, and I love it, in a different profession in, in, in the cars, it was like some of them are like, yep, yep, I'm digging this. And then they'd say something like, oh, my God, yeah, that's the seriously. the worst. And, and purely what it came down to is like you just haven't found anything out about me and what's what's driving the decision of what yep. particular car I want. Yeah. And one, um,
1: the, I'm glad you said that because you know, one of the things that I'm finding is got real currency when real estate agents are, are going in to win a a listing against two or three competitors and they're saying where they rate and rate by agent or how many references they've got or testimonials and things of that nature. The agents that are seemingly having the big conversations, the ones who are removing the ego, stopping the sort of, you know, the, 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 the big push about how good they're going. And they'll say, you know, Pete, um, we've got a belief at our company that the suburb is the star and we want to shine a spotlight on your home. And we don't really need to have our ego stroked by having – we'd love to represent you. But in our humble opinion, this postcode here has the spotlight on it for capital growth. And we can shine a lot on your floor plan because three bedrooms plus a study. Now, what was the study a year ago? It was a space on a floor plan, wasn't it? Now, it's the work from home space that people crave.
2: Love it. And yours
1: is Mm. awesome because it faces due north, which means you get a lot of natural light throughout the year, which is fantastic, specifically in the time of year we're coming into. But I also love the fact that it overlooks the backyard. So, you could potentially be online with your office and keeping a casting eye on your kids playing and you're serving two masters. It's the ultimate work-life balance. Now... Three or four bedrooms could be seen as maybe a feature or a benefit, but what we want to sell is the absolute need that buyers have at the moment to get a work-from-home space, God forbid, if we end up going into a, a third lockdown. So, you know, that's the sort of conversations I'm finding are having sort of cut through. It's not about us. It's not about our company. It's all about you guys and what you're trying to achieve, but here's what you do need to know. It's not about how we rate on rate my agents. how we rate during this interview of highlighting the key facet. This postcode here has the spotlight on it. The words you never hear about this postcode are overcapitalisation. It's almost impossible. The market really does sustain good quality residential real estate in this marketplace. So we think the suburb is a star. We need to shine a spotlight on your home, you know, four bedrooms, not three. You know, that fourth one can easily be a great work-from-home space, detached from the living area, so out of touch of noise and distractions, but still within reach of the family if needed. These are all things that you can have those conversations with. I, I use that dialogue when I'm dealing with the car company that I get the great fortune to working with and they go oh yeah, that makes sense and then when i'm talking to real estate agents i start saying maybe we need to learn some things from the motor car trade which mm. is you know effectively what is more important to you: a price point a safety feature a style you know what the, they're trying to find out what they should put um Put to you as an option moving forward. So I'm not surprised you had some really good experiences mm. and you had some poor ones because I still see that in real estate today, to be honest. The gap between the really good and the average is certainly it's 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 not broadening. I think it's getting closer but there is still a, a significant gap.
2: And there's probably going to be looking in the real estate industry, we've seen the rise of advocates whether they be vendor or buyer advocates and why is that? It's because I, I, I want someone I can trust. Yep. Um, it won't be long before that happens in the car, and and typically people will go to someone and buy a car that they know, or they'll head them in the right direction. Can you can you recommend anyone? Mm. Um, that's typical, and, and that's going to be more and more the referral. You can talk about rate my agent, but anything from a referral basis and word of mouth, and it's just becoming you've, you've got that feeling it's just getting bigger and, yep. bigger, and, yep. bigger, and yep. bigger and bigger and no, bigger. I'd agree with um, that. Um, and look, TripAdvisor, we we're onto something, weren't they? That's it. But um, but that's the it. recommendation, the, the the stars, the Four to four, five stars, whatever it may be. Um, that's just becoming so prevalent in in everything that we do now. So we have to be, we have to be on our game, and um, and we have to make sure we keep recharging those batteries because it's uh, it's 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 quite draining in in certain circumstances. It's um, it's okay at the moment because I think a lot of people are going on adrenaline because things bouncing back really well. Uh, but when when things get a bit tougher, see how yep. your um, how your energy levels go. Yep. So um, especially yeah. those in the
1: southern states, Pete. You know, we're coming into a, the cooler time of the year now, mm. so it'll be interesting to see how vibey everyone is in the middle of July in Melbourne or in the you know Tassie or South Australia, Perth. What they does winter come in Perth? I think they have. I don't think there is. Don't think they have one, do they? It's the, a yeah. bit of a dewy, of a, yeah, dewy, dewy style sort of thing. Like yeah. I think anything in the teens is winter for them, isn't it? So you know that's. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that one. uh, rock and roll. So we hope that uh, our listeners are going to check in here regularly each week to get some sustenance in terms of what fills up their cup and gives them some real focus points because i loved your you know input in input out you know what you what you put in is going to sort of be uh certainly uh i guess communicated on the outward sort of stuff so we know that communication is an inside out job first and foremost and to that end i think it's exciting to you know just share the microphone with you again today mate because i learned uh something from you know you you reinforce a lot of the stuff that we truly do believe but uh, also uh, for our audience we've got some really great interviews lined up which um you know, are going to share some interesting facets moving forward as well, which
2: I'm pretty pumped and excited about. Yeah, because ultimately what we're trying to do each week is to shift and we, we're, I mean, we do this for ourselves as That's well true. as to shift our <laughs> own thinking, well, but, you know, there's probably a lot of you out there and and, and us included that, that that have got some choices to make and, Um, Things that we want to do but the sooner we make a choice is the sooner you can make that adjustment and hopefully the little things that we talk about might just trigger something within you it might be not exactly what we're what we said but it's just triggered something else in terms of it's gone oh hang on yeah I need to do that Mm. Um, a connection that needs to be sort of reacquainted or um, just you know a a loose end that needs to be tied or whatever it may be so it's um it's always great to be consistently looking at those things and Use us for however you want to use us. If it's a check in, if it's for that that uh, that piece of inspiration or whatever it may be. But as always, please let us know. We we value your feedback immensely. Or any topics or anything that you want us to sort of talk about. Uh, any particular speaker you want us you want us to interview? We'd love to um uh would love to hear from you. So, and next week, Rick. Well, um, would you want to talk about? Our, uh, our special guest next week is probably yeah, we, a good, good segue into good, that.
1: Good segue into that. And um, just, again, a special shout-out to our number one fan, Paul McGee, who's listening to us as he walks along the travelogue of Warrington. But, um, uh, yeah, next week, Pete, we have uh, – One of arguably the best athletes in world sport at the moment, Jamie Carr, for those who follow horse racing, you'll know that she has just been rated the number one female jockey in the world. Some argue that she's probably the best jockey in the world at the moment. She's leading the Metropolitan Premiership here in Victoria by more than 20 wins, which is uh, world-class. Her strike rate's 20%. She effectively is that far out. It's just not funny. I think the analogy I used um, when explaining this to our producer, Dom, I said, because he didn't know her, obviously, and I said, you know how sort of Naomi Osaka just won the Australian Open in tennis? And he said, yeah, 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 I watched it. It was a great game. I said, yeah. Imagine if she'd have beaten Novak Djokovic. And he said, well, that's not going to happen because she plays in the women's draw. I said, exactly. Well, Jamie Carr is a female beating Damien Oliver, one of the greatest of all time, called the GOAT quite often. Uh, it's just interesting that uh, her recognition now has been set with her global management that's just signed her. So you know, this is a female jockey uh, in her mid-20s just taking on people that have been doing it for 20-plus years. And uh, absolutely bringing her talent to a place to shine. She shares with, with, with us uh, and what we hope will be an empowering sort of interview for our audience. The way she goes about it is just so uplifting. It's exciting. It's, um, it's pretty powerful. So if you're into horse racing, by all means, you'll know who we're talking about. If not, maybe just Google Jamie Carr. That's K-A-H. Daughter of uh, an Olympian parent who represented Australia in uh, speed skating. Her uncle is uh, was a flag bearer in the uh, Winter Olympics as well. Um, you know, her parents uh, come from the Stephen Bradbury genre, but they're you know obviously incredibly uh, talented athletes. But she didn't get any uh, DNA gifts from them because she can't skate to save herself, <laughs> and they can't ride horses. So it's just interesting to hear her story, her upbringing, her focus, what she does, what she puts in, who she hangs out with, where she's going in her life, which is really exciting. So there's a plug there for that one. Make sure that you line up uh, ready to go when we share that one and if I can do a selfish plug Pete, I'm doing a public event on the 31st of March, details will be on Uh, my website which is just rickrushton.com and you're more than welcome to sort of click onto that at the moment. I think we're with COVID rules sort of just about done but uh, there will be a day there on the 31st from 8.30am to 2.30 where we're just sharing scripts and dialogues that will have cut through whether you're in the real estate industry, the motor car, anyone who's in professional selling or if you're into deepening relationships with others, that's available there too. But I'm excited by Jamie Carr. That's that's going to be an outstanding one. We've got an amazing leadership session uh for those leaders listening so these next few weeks are going to be a great way to to bring back voices of value for 2021 we're back baby we're back were we ever gone no we weren't. i think we we're just doing individual projects weren't we? we were just <laughs> off well, <laughs> we we're just off doing sort of individual projects but thanks for those who have been uh you know prompting us to say hey we we when are you back well here we are we're back baby and um we would really love you again as always to like to you know rate to share, to just broaden the network and uh, make sure that you take on the opportunity to not just listen to these fresh episodes coming up as we're plugging, but also, as I did over the break, Pete, go back and have a listen wow. to Likewise, yeah. 69, 70 episodes, and in there, there is so much good content, so that's a, an option as well. So, um, how do we go to open up the batting for season Still season three, but year 2021. How do you mm. think we're going? Magnificent. Magnificent. <laughs> well, yeah, nothing's going to absolutely top that. Uh, <laughs> self-congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been Rick Rushton with my good friend Peter Cacos. Hey, Thanks, Ricky. Episode one for 2021. We thank you for listening. Make sure you do rate, share, and most
0: importantly, tune in next week for the Jamie Carr interview. We trust you enjoyed this episode of Voices of Value, a shared conversation between Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos and their valued guests. Their views are not necessarily those of the wider world, but they should be. You can subscribe through your favorite podcast provider to ensure you never miss an episode. And as always, we welcome your feedback, ratings and reviews of the content we provide. Additional information can be sourced from our website, VoicesOfValuePodcast.com. We look forward to you joining the conversation again next week when Rick and Peter continue the search for truth, justice and the value-added way.